Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, this is a really cool one, folks. Berserk is officially returning this summer with art by Studio Gaga and guidance by Kentaro Miura's lifelong friend, Kouji Mori. Okay, so this is a really big deal. Um... So I haven't read Berserk, but I'm about I'm just about to start reading it for reasons uh, both personal and uh, professional. <laughs> and I'll tell everybody why uh, in a little while. You'll find out soon. But I'm going to start reading Berserk and a, a bunch of fans of the podcast and of, of, of all of my social media and stuff have been bugging me to get to Berserk. And I'm finally going to do it. This is a graphic novel, right? It's manga. Manga. OK. And this news couldn't have come at a better time because I'm just about to start this. And so the whole situation with this is basically that the main creator of Berserk, he put out a, a ton of volumes of this manga, and it is a beloved manga. People go nuts over this stuff. And uh, he died like unexpectedly in May mm. 2021 and left the series unfinished. I think he died at like 54 or something, wow. like really young. That's really young. And I think he, I think he left the last issue or volume um on like a pretty big cliffhanger and so it was just like this this really big deal in the community it kind of like hung around in limbo for like a year everybody was like what the hell is going to happen with berserk it's it's unfinished so this other person koji mori was a lifelong friend of kentaro miura and also a uh what's called a a mangaka which is like a, a, a manga artist and so in tandem with this studio that had been putting out the other volumes of berserk where the original creator was alive they'll be working on more volumes and more arcs and finishing all of this up so this is just like really really happy news for berserk wow. fans yeah it's, it's i mean you said robert jordan it's like it's kind of like brandon sanderson swooping in coming along and, yeah and finishing it up and it's just it makes me so happy just to like this is just such good news for stories like stories need to be finished. Right. And just like this big fandom that was kind of, you know, tossed into the dark and just I mean, I hadn't read any of it, but it must have been really, really like awful to see that the creator of this apparently really amazing manga died unexpectedly, tragically. Wow. Just what a what an awesome bit of news. It is awesome bit of news. It's always kind of an interesting sadness when those sort of things occur, right? Because you're like initially sad because your story isn't going to get finished. And then you're like, oh, this is actually a person with like, you know, a family and wife. And then you get sad because it's a person who's died. But, you know, and then you kind of feel bad. You're like, man, I'm like, just like really selfishly like, <laughs> sad that I couldn't finish my involvement in the story, you know, my experience and finish the, the story. But, you know, that person spent and it was important enough for them to work on it and i think you're kind of honoring them by um being sad that you don't get to finish the story and so this is really cool that the story will not get completed that's awesome right and it makes sense to be like sad about that kind of stuff and oh yeah totally you're, yeah you're not getting any more art by this but i always just feel bad really, about it you know yeah, i know, I know you <laughs> <laughs> totally like what i won't get to finish the book someone's like dude his like wife is like crying you're like oh yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that makes a lot of sense but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited to start Berserk. Um I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think it's like from from a lot of the images and stuff that I've seen, and a lot of people told me it's very similar to like similar atmosphere to like the Dark Souls games, things like that. It seems like it's oh, okay. got a very kind of like hard, dark medieval fantasy kind of bent to it. Yeah, which, I love that which setting. Obviously, yeah, I'm always always down for some of that. Um so yeah, I'm gonna start reading those uh, pretty soon. I'm trying to figure out how to read them. The volumes uh, on the internet, like the physical volumes, I think there's 12 of them right now, and they're each like $30. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I mean, like dropping like 360 bucks on on Berserk. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll read the first one and just I won't care about how much it costs because that certainly seems to be, be how so a lot cool. of other people feel about it. They're like, <laughs> whatever it costs, I don't care. I just need to read it. But I mean, I can read it on my Kindle. Um, I, I'm trying to find like an app or something I can I can um, like pay like a monthly fee to read it. I don't know. I'm going to try to figure it out because it's, it's quite a bit of money. It is quite a bit of money. We'll write down whatever method you find out and so you can tell us all about it so we can also save some money. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm even more motivated now that it's there's like a, a chance that it's going to be finished because I was kind of like, I, I knew I was going to get to it, but I was a little hung up on it. Like, man, do I really, 
want to read well, you also that's... have like your main rule that you don't even start series typically until they're finished you know what uh i think I'm, like i think certain... i'm starting to i think i'm starting to chill on that rule a little bit oh oh yeah a little more loosey goosey with yeah, it. Well, I mean, like, you, this is that's logically proper, I think, because there's so many things <laughs> logically that are proper. Yeah, because there's so many things that are fully completed that you start that you don't ever finish anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I mean, saying that like you don't finish, like you finish most things, but there's like so many times you're like, oh yeah, I read the first that one twice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have done that a lot. There's just like like I want to read um Gideon the Ninth and Harrow the Ninth. Those books get recommended to me constantly. And I've always been like, ah, I need to wait for the third one to come out. I need to wait for it to be like this whole complete. And it's like, I'm kind of getting to the point where if something seems really cool. And I, th- I was thinking about it more. And like I read, I, I you know, I, I broke my rule. And right. <laughs> I read uh, I read Empire of the Vampire and I loved it. And now I'm really excited for the second one to come out. Right. So now, yeah, exactly. So like and now, like I'm hope, like, excitement. Yeah. So now I'm gonna like when the second one comes out, I'm gonna go buy it the day it comes out and buy like the hard, the pretty like day one like hard cut, and it'll be like a thing, you know. I won't have to right. wait. It's like when when the sequel to Empire of the Vampire comes out. If before I had been like stalwart and been like, I'm not gonna read that because it's not finished yet, then I wouldn't have gotten that kind of like I would have had to right. wait not only for that second one to come out, but like the fucking like third one to come out. It's so almost like I'm, I'm tantric. You know, like if you don't yeah, like if you don't get any if you don't get any of it, then you're not even engaging in it. You're not getting that excitement of like, oh, I mean, you're still stoked to read it in the future, but you're not as stoked. But like make out a little bit, you know, you get a little warmed up and then push it out farther now you have you know what you're looking forward to you know and so there's like this added additional element of anticipation and the excitement is you know you wouldn't have that same level of anticipatory excitement juices flowing if you just didn't engage with it at all so it's good to engage a little bit so i'm kind of with you on that one i think uh i think it's nice to it does suck because you're like ah i want it now (laughs) i think you could really sum it up like and i i don't know how flexible i'm gonna be about all this but like i mean it's just if, if something seems interesting just fucking read it you know what i mean like i yeah that's kind of the, the way that i'm right because i've been burned before too where like i read um what was it like i read uh the priory of the orange tree and then i found out like weeks later that samantha shannon was working on like either a prequel or a sequel i think it's a prequel hmm. but still i was like if i had waited till like the prequel came out and then like been like really rigid and read the prequel first and then you know, it's <laughs> just like ah, come on man like yeah I, but there are yeah, some the only things time. that there there are some things that i i feel like say fuck it <laughs> maybe if there's maybe if i know what's going to be a trilogy and there's all there's two books out i'll wait till the third one i don't know yeah no no this this is good i'm gonna use my own my own thing because i'm so perfect no i think this is a pretty good way um good time to implement that rule which is where i'm at with the way of kings um stormlight thank you stormlight archive so i've read three of them and every time they're so good i love them so much that every time a new book has come out i start at the first one again so I read one, and then I read one, two, and then I read one, two, three. And then I've decided I'm going to wait until at least two more books are out before I read any more, just because I've read the first one three times. Like, I, there's, I love it, <laughs> but like I don't want to read it, and I will read it a fourth time, but I don't want to read it a fourth and a fifth, like, every time, because there's just too many books out there, and I, want, I don't want to read that one so many times, you know? So I think that's a pretty reasonable, like, okay, we can wait till the end there. We've already been three deep on Way of Kings and, like, 800-page long book. Um, I think that the fifth Stormlight book is the end of an era. There's going to be so like too. a giant time skip. So when the fifth one comes out, you and I are obviously we're reading Stormlight. Oh yeah. yes, we're not, we are. <laughs> we're reading it on here for sure. And I have that like warm up juices. You know, I've already made out with that series a couple times, so I'm looking <laughs> forward <laughs> to moving to stealing a base. If you know what I'm saying. Oh my god. Um. I, yeah. Um. I was I was listening back to our uh, Friday Forge episode. I feel like we should probably read Twilight on here. You want to? And not even in like a. I mean, it'll be a while. Obviously, we have a whole schedule right. ahead of us. But like, and I don't want to read it in like a kitschy kind of like, oh, we're two guys. <laughs> uh, her, her, her. Like, I, I, like, I want to read it for reals. Yeah, like we should read it for real and like talk about it and yeah. go through it and do the whole the whole all the stuff. Like, I mean, like um, millions of people love the shit out of it. So like, it's got to be you know. Yeah, I mean, take like, like it or not, some it's, goodness in there. it's it's part of this. Like, 
<laughs> it's you know, out there. Yeah, it's part of this now. Like you can you can try to erase it as much as you want. I don't know. I think we're we're probably going to get a lot, uh, quite a few more series like under our belts before we hit, we tackle Twilight. Just just for That'll the sake of good. like me knowing there's like other stuff that I'd rather read. You know, yeah. like, like but we'll get. I to want it. someone to be like, wait, you guys did Twilight and you haven't done like Malazan? Like what? Right. Yeah, we, we haven't done like Faithful and the Fallen. Like that's oh, four yeah. books. Oof, I'm, which I'm really yeah. looking forward to, actually. No, really we're going to be doing that like this time next year or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, what have you? Uh, what, okay, so I was gone. Yes, like, I missed you are, so much. Welcome yeah. back. It's good to be back. How was England? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was. I mean, I was. I was at a wedding. I was there for a wedding, so it was like everything was kind of scheduled and. You know what I mean? Like uh, everyone was kind yeah. of like running around, all stressed out for a few days, and I was just trying to like not get in the way. Right. Did you have any part in the wedding beyond just attendance? No, but I did show up to the wedding dressed exactly like the groom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like um, white. Um, were you like the only two people wearing no, white or I, something? I mean, it wasn't that drastic, but like, like I was told, this is what I was told by the, the groom's mother <laughs> <laughs> that the groom would be wearing like an all khaki, like light tan okay. suit. It's like a summer wedding. Yeah. And I was like, cool. So what I'm going to wear is a, a navy blazer, baby blue, like powder blue Ooh, button nice. up. Yeah, that's um, a good look. Brown belt, brown shoes, and and like light khakis. So it's a good summer. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I posted a video of what I looked like, but I look fine. But like, I get there and the, the groom is wearing a navy blazer <laughs> with brown shoes and a brown belt. <laughs> And khaki pants and a powder blue shirt. And I was like, wow. And there were only like 30 people at this wedding. So oh, everyone no. saw it. You can't like blend yeah. in. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like this six hour, like, oh my God. It was, <laughs> How many he, people brought it up to you? Uh, like at least nine. <laughs> it was like, like 35% third, yeah, of the yeah. attendance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that, I mean, it was, but it was a really beautiful wedding. It was really cool. It was very like chill. And um, did you dance? Yeah. The, the bride's side of the family was a uh, Romanian. So we oh. were like, we we're like listening to Roma- uh, Romanian music and like doing Romanian dances and stuff. Dude, it was really some Romanian cool. music slaps. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, I mean, I was most, like I said, like I was mostly just kind of like staying out of the way. And uh, I right. was like, I walk, it was in Norwich, England, which is like two hours east of London. So I went into uh, like central Norwich and checked out some bookstores and I bought a bunch of books. And I did a lot of reading. And it was just did you like, fill up your suitcase that you brought, your empty one? I had a an extra bag, like a handbag okay. kind of thing. Um, but I did fill it up. Yeah, I got like 10 books or something. Nice. Um, yeah. And any yeah, notable was, notes? Uh, yeah. I mean, I got. Um, uh, I got a really cool copy of The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. Mm, okay. Uh, the author that did uh, The Night Circus. Um, and then I got um, I got this really awesome copy of uh, Skeleton Crew by Stephen King. It's like this kind of smaller hardcover, uh, like a mm. cover that I've never seen before. Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like I was in uh, Central Norwich and it was on a Saturday and there was like this market going on. And this like ancient British wizard guy had like this stall and it was just completely packed full of books wow uh, and, he, and it was so cool like he was reading and he's just like it's, it's, he's just like take it or leave it <laughs> you know what right. I mean? like people were like coming up and talk to him but he was just kind of like man i just want to sit here and read but yeah it was like completely jam-packed full of books um just like stacked on top of each other and stuff and uh so i got a few things there um it was like a went, mobile booth or something it was he like no, a traveling in, like book merchant uh no it's like a like a lot of places uh, that i've been to at least in, in europe um they seem to have like in at least in the central part of town um there's like a kind of like an established market oh you know, okay like, like a downtown market. area sort of I, I guess it's like a downtown area. Uh, I, I said downtown a bunch of people on my tiktok like made fun of me because i guess they don't say that <laughs> oh really i don't know because it's uh, kind of like i would think our equivalent of like a, a market you know like a place that's like a predetermined like this is where you go to sell things yeah but they're like it's like infrastructure they're like, oh. like it's there you know what i mean okay like, like in portland we do like a saturday market but people it's sure. just like it's like people in tents selling jewelry yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like it's not it's not the same thing it's like, an like predetermined like, little like huts and stuff yeah, like um, uh, I I was I was in Vienna a lot when I was traveling around Europe a lot, and um, like Vienna has like the Knoxmarkt, which is like in the middle of town. It's like this established. It's like that's where the market is, you know. 
Huh. Right. I mean, there might be a few other ones, but that's where I was. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was a really great great trip. Um, I got a lot of reading done, and I was in like mostly the English countryside for most of the time. So that was like really beautiful. Cool. And, it just rained uh, a lot, though. I'm sure it did rain a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. England, uh, England really hit a lot of my expectations. Like it was really rainy. Um, people were very polite, but did not seem to want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> which was really funny. Uh, the food was um, okay. Uh, the food was the food was. I ate a lot of. Uh, I ate a lot of candy. <laughs> really, like a lot of cake and a lot of candy. Huh. Um, like nice candy or like, like gummy bears. Yeah, good, good candy. Good oh, okay. cake and good chocolate. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, cake was really cheap over there. Really, huh. um, I'm not a big cake guy. All right. <laughs> all right yeah like, um, like very few times that i'm like i'm gonna set out to to get me a piece of cake you know I mean, like, like it I, comes uh, to me i don't ever go to it <laughs> i i go to cookies i go to blizzards <laughs> ice cream yeah they didn't have blizzards over there oh uh, well, um but like lost I, culture <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean it was, it was it was a good time like i was it was just one of those trips where um like i got a lot of reading done and i got a lot of um like i got some writing done and i watched a lot of attack on titan and i even watched some of the witcher oh nice <laughs> yeah i got yeah i know i finally got started catching up on some stuff but uh yeah i mean it was just it wasn't one of those trips where like you just kind of fly off and go do your right. own thing for a while so i mean i did get to spend schedule. a couple of days yeah i got i got to spend a couple of days in london um i went to some pretty awesome bookstores there i went to the british library uh, which is like right next to King's Cross, and that was like the highlight of London. Like, I, dude, like they had the Magna Carta there, just like fucking what? sitting there. I, I don't know if it was like I don't know if it was like the Magna Carta, but it it looked like it. Like, huh, was well, it like in a protective case and stuff? Oh yeah, Super okay, protected. yeah, yeah. It probably yeah. was the Magna Carta. I mean, it, yeah, um, but it was cool. They had like they had the document there, Hope. and then on the wall behind the document, they had the whole thing like printed out. Uh, in English, like uh, in like our our English, I read the whole thing. It was really, really awesome. He's old man. Was that written like twelve, thirteenth century? But they had obviously they had like a ton of old Bibles, you know, from like the ninth and tenth century, and just they had a um, they had a copy of uh, Gorman Gas by Mervyn Peak. Uh, they had like some Virginia Woolf there, some Oscar Wilde. Uh, no Tolkien stuff, which I was kind of bummed out about, but they had huh. like this whole exhibit. And it was free. It was like walk in there, like as an American, cool. I'm like, all right, who do I got to pay? Right. <laughs> but they were like, like high society culture is free it's, here. <laughs> it's so funny. Like we walked in, we walked in, and there was this. Uh, we're about to go into like the the museum kind of section of the library for this exhibit. There's this woman sitting at a desk, and she was reading a book, and. Um, we were walking in and I was like, oh, uh, and I like turned around. And I was like, uh, how do, do I have to pay? And she like, looked up from her book and was just like, no, like, <laughs> just go in. It's a library. <laughs> <laughs> she was reading. Too. I felt bad. I felt really bad. Uh, but funny. yeah, it was really neat. Um, I mean, yeah, you were saw, just trying to be a good guy. You know, yeah. But uh, not steal. I saw um, some really old Judaic te- texts. Oh, uh, I was cool. meaning, yeah. I was meaning to. to I, have, I took a few pictures. I was meaning to send them to you, but they were from you like, should, like a some of the long um, time ago, like Red Sea Scroll Dead or Dead Sea Scrolls or anything like that. Or no, hang on, let me I, let me pull it up real quick. Old uh, Torahs, probably with the like traditional lambskin like rolls. Um, so this is a copy of the Haggadah. Okay, do you know what that is? Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, the service book for Passover. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From the ninth century. It's yeah, it's like a little handbook beautiful. that kind of tells you like what you should. Yeah, do. it's kind of small. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it leads you down the Passover Seder. It's probably like 15, 20 pages. Uh, and then there was you the, sent me a uh, picture. Yeah, yeah. So, ooh, that is really pretty. And then um, they have this copy of uh, Sultan Baybar's Quran. Ooh, cool. Thirteen oh five A.D. There's like ah, the, all the cool. like the gold, the gold. Um, it's like dragons up in this. <laughs> there's so many pictures in these books. It was so wild. Like it's not like I just remember looking at like some of the some of the art in some of these really really ancient not ancient but like some of these really old texts. It's like not only is the the calligraphy really beautiful, so it only has to be only art. Have, yeah, I mean it's it still is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it still is. But I mean we have computers, you know. <laughs> we do, but like that's what I was thinking is that you know there's these there's these pictures of people, and 
And it's like, dude, you had like one opportunity. You know, like if you, <laughs> the paper was probably like really valuable. Oh yeah. You know, and you're and you're not only that, but you're like you're not just like drawing a picture on like whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, right. like this is like really important that you get this right. Right. Like we're gonna you know? chain this when you're done with this. We're gonna chain it to a bookshelf. It will be attached. So important, it's gonna be chained down. <laughs> the the amount of the page, and you know, obviously, it's probably not every single page in these books. It's only open to two pages. I can't flip through it or anything because sure. my the destructive oils on my hands would mess <laughs> it up. But you know, like the like the art on this page is just it's so so beautiful and it's it really is. like really well and it's just there was one where the first letter of the page was the letter i it was just this big blue bar across the entire like vertically across the entire left side of the page wow and there was a bunch of art in the bar right what there's a bunch of like faces and and you know shapes and ribbons and everything right. but that was the letter i like it was the whole page it took up it took up like a third of the page but that was included in the text. It's part of the text. Wow. But it's just, yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the page format of the picture that you just sent down. Just to kind of paint everyone a picture of what I'm looking at. It's like an old Hebraic text. Um, and the border of it. So it's got like the words in the middle, like very well done, super straight lines, which I can never master. Um, <laughs> but it's the border is comprised of a bunch of different animals, like dragons and like storks and Inly dragons herons yeah. yeah it's just like a bunch of and like people and there's like some like people building things that are like into the border it's like a very fancy like that one page is in itself a piece of piece of art yeah they had stuff from like all kinds of different uh faiths like they had a bunch of buddhist texts and um, stuff from like jainism and, hmm. and and obviously like islam and it was just that part we we weren't expecting to go in there we just saw the british library and we spent like two hours just like oh wow looking at cool. we did not have much time in london but yeah i went to another store uh called uh called gaze the word and i think it was in bloomsbury and that, that neighborhood or camden i'm not sure what the neighborhood was called but um it was just an all queer bookshop and i'd never seen that before even in portland i'd never seen that um just like an awesome vibe in that store and the and the uh, the neighborhood and i got some stuff from there got like a button a couple books nice um, yeah like a lot of the stores that i went to um there seemed to be a lot at least in london there were a lot of like specialty stores so there were stores that were like we only deal in antiquarian fiction and um like philosophy and then there'd be another store wow. that's like, we 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 deal in like economics and um like uh like war or something Dude, you know that what I mean? granular I don't, yeah i've never seen that before i've never seen a bookstore at least that refined itself to one genre online yeah, really yes but not in brick and mortar yeah and then i mean and of course they had waterstones like i went to the waterstones in piccadilly um here's a fun fact for all you uh non-british people <laughs> um <laughs> I, I saw piccadilly circus and in my head i thought like elephants and clowns and popcorn and Sure. and stuff like that but no circus means it's like the like a roundabout like a circle you know oh, i mean so okay <laughs> I was, anyway uh, i went to the waterstones in, in um piccadilly and uh, i went to a couple other waterstones too but it's all like kind of and that's like thing. the english barnes and noble right seemed to be yeah okay okay um but yeah i i had a really i had a really good time um you know like i those long flights are pretty brutal yeah, like nine and a half hours just sitting. Dude, also, you're there for like a week, and like that's enough time to just get fully acclimated to the time change, and then yeah, get ripped immediately back I'm to your so, own time. Yeah, I mean, we're recording this at like one a.m., and I am <laughs> I am beat right now because I, I bet. Like, oh my gosh, like I think I'm if I sleep at a normal time tonight, I'll probably be okay. But yeah, that's <laughs> a normal that's time. It's like one ten a.m. right now. <laughs> normal for me yeah uh, but that's uh that's enough about my trip to london like or or england uh what's what you been what did what, you do when i was gone chad oh tell, man tell well, uh, lots of crying but when i could Aww. actually fit in other things <laughs> okay so first off uh this starts off uh i watched the league of legends show tv show based off the league of legends i think it's called league of legends yeah. um i heard it, it was starts good. off with a mother dying so i was uh, like oh evan would love this <laughs> it was very good yeah probably yeah. the best show i've seen in like six months wow 
three years. It was probably the best show I've seen this year. I really, really liked it. The animation was really cool. And just uh, the story was great. What was the name of it? League of Legends. I think it was just called League of Legends. Legends. Uh, Let me confirm that. I don't know that. I'm just making that up. I remember when that show came out, everybody seemed really pleasantly surprised with the quality of it. Yeah. Arcane. Arcane is the name of the show. totally. Okay. Yes. It was very quality. Like, very, very quality. And, like, just took its time doing things properly and fleshing out a story and had some surprising turns and twists in there. I don't know anything about the League of Legends background. So I don't know if it, like, followed it or anything at all like that. But it it was... very well done and super cool. What else did I watch here? Oh, I watched a couple episodes of Altered Carbon. Eh, couldn't really get yeah. into it. Do you, you know what it's about? I've heard it's like a, a, a poor man's expanse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was just like. I'm so sorry if you like that. I haven't even watched it. Like, <laughs> It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It's basically yeah. like, you know, every person has now, we have the ability to download people onto a computer. And so people live forever because, and people's bodies don't really. Like there's a big um, like dichotomy between who you are and the skin, the body that you're in. You know, like even if you like when you hurt someone, you get like fined for destroying like flesh material or something. It's like not like a big deal unless you kill like their their chip thing, which is like right in the back of the neck. And then you can kill someone permanently, but you can't even like murder somebody if you kill them because they just get downloaded into like another skin and certain skins have like. You know, this one comes pre-prepared with like military grade muscle memory and rah, rah, rah. you know, you can get like upgrades in your skin or this one like secretes something that makes some hormone that or pheromone or something that makes uh, you know people more attracted to you or whatever, you know, and it's kind of like this, um, this guy gets pulled out of whatever the stasis of like storage is where you don't have a skin just he's just on a computer um, and he gets woken up 200 years past the last time that he gets woken up to be a detective to figure out this guy's murder but his own murder that's, that guy's like i hired you because someone killed me like they didn't kill him his computer chip he was obviously put into a new skin but so he's like hired to solve this dude's own murder um and it's it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. I watched a couple episodes. It's a really cool concept. It was just like, eh. yeah, it's based on a book by uh, Richard Morgan. Yeah, that's why I watched it. Because I was like, oh, oh okay. book. Um, I also watched an, a half of an episode of uh, Cowboy Bebop because I really like the anime and there's a live action. <laughs> oh, you Cowboy watched? <laughs> Boy, I turned it off yeah, halfway I heard through. It was I was garbage. so annoyed. Yeah, it was absolutely really garbage. I mean, yeah. I wasn't mad. I was just like disappointed because like the, the anime was pretty pretty good i liked it a lot and then I yeah just, it's really good i'm just annoyed i don't even care about anything just turned it off um finished the halo season as well oh my Killed god it. you watched Killed so it. much tv there was only there was only one of that <laughs> oh, and i watched okay, like, yeah. i watched two episodes of altering carbon half okay, of the cowboy okay, bebop okay, one okay. and then one halo um but i watched all of the season of league of legends so like that was actually quite a bit because i think it was like nine or ten so that one you got me did you read um, anything <laughs> i did i did i okay, read a bunch okay, okay so finished warbreaker which we'll get into um during the podcast and i've got some thoughts but uh some really yeah. cool concepts were thrown out in there so i, I enjoyed uh, the warbreaker always always enjoy brandy sandy never gonna not you know he's an auto auto read for me um six of crows i'm reading that bad boy oh cool and i'm almost done with it it's nope dope dope, dope. it's like really good like almost if not even Lock Lamora level dope. Yeah, I kind of got like, that Lock Lamora vibe. Like, we're high on the list for me reading. Right. Like, I, probably the, my favorite book that I've read this year, honestly. Yeah, it's really like I remember when <laughs> I when really I first got on to uh, when I first got onto Book Talk, that was like the talk of the town or the, the toast of the town or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, and I remember thinking, like, is this is this really as good as everyone's? Like, Have you right, motherfuckers read Lock Lamora? Yeah, I mean, but. Yeah, and even in that first chapter, like Kaz comes out, and you're like, "Oh, here's our Lock Lamora character." Right, right, right. Here we go. But it's way different than that. Way different. And yeah, it's really, really well put together books. You'll like the sequel too, uh, Crooked Kingdom. Really it's really, it's it's just, um, yeah, Lee Bardugo really, yeah, like caught lightning in a bottle with those two books. Like, yeah, excellent. Is it only a duology? Yeah, it's just two. Cool. Um, but I think cool. it's it, it takes place in what's called the the Grisha verse. Uh, huh. So like Shadow and Bone is a trilogy that I think is a prequel trilogy, but you don't have to read it. 
I mean, a lot of people said like, cause I told everyone I was reading six of crows and uh, a bunch of people were like, don't read like you have to read shadow and bone first, but I don't know. Like hmm. I, I uh, didn't feel like I was missing anything, but then I think there's another duology. Um, I can't remember the name. It's like King of Scars and something of wolves or something. I like duologies. Yeah, duologies. I think are, they're really good. Should, I, mean, I wish there were. I wish there were more of a thing. I wish they're more normalized, like trilogies are. Because it's like sometimes I don't want that middle book. Just pack it into two for me. You know? Honestly, like I felt that way about uh, the Shades of Magic trilogy. Like I felt like that could have been a duology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me. But like the second book, really, just kind of like. Yeah, some meandering mm-hmm. chapters in there, but um, yeah, duologies are awesome. There's another duology called um, the Texacalan books or whatever. Uh, I'm write that archive down. or sequence or <laughs> chronicles or <laughs> right, right, <laughs> whatever cycle. Uh, you know what I noticed the other day? Texacalan. Like Harry Potter is just called Harry Potter. <laughs> like it's not like. It's not like, like the Chronicles of it's not or like something. The, it's not like the Second Wizarding War or like the Hogwarts Chronicles. or It's right. just called Harry fucking it's Potter. It's just Harry Potter. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Some, uh, it's not that some interesting. excellent branding right there. No, it really is interesting because like it's so That's easy everything to is search, now. you know? Yeah, and everything everything is like a, the like the blank yeah, well, I, find, I get annoyed for it because people will be like talking about a series that I know I've read. Like, I didn't really know. Like earlier in this episode, I forgot that the Way of Kings was called the Stormlight Archive. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like because I've never referred to it as that. I just, I've, but I've read the series, you know, three times. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like uh, people, but I mean, it's you know, I feel like it can be a little interchangeable because people call Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones, and yeah. everyone knows what they're talking about. Totally. Yeah. Game of Thrones is like the name of the first book, right? Yeah. And the show. Yeah. yeah, and the show, yeah. But they couldn't call um, the show A Song of Ice and Fire. No. <laughs> like, if I was in that meeting, I would have been like, yeah, we should call it Game of Thrones. <laughs> We're Absolutely. not calling this. But a lot a of books, of that, that is kind of a weird trend right now, too. Is a lot of books um, seem to be called, like, a blank of blank and blank. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like, like A Song of Ice and Fire, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Like, right like a blank of blank and blank and that's like <laughs> that's like the thing right now like i mean huh. it's it's intriguing because it's like what are those things <laughs> right it's like um some publisher out there has probably formulized it you know he's like oh, went yeah, over probably. like the top 200 books that popped on you know the new york times bestseller list and figure out the names then developed a formula for titling them based off of that I also finished, this was last week, and I talked about it a little bit, but uh, we haven't talked about it. I finished Station Eleven, um, oh, cool. which I really enjoyed. It was very good. And I just started, oh, I watched the first episode of oh the gosh. show. <laughs> oh, Station Eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Station Eleven show. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, I wasn't oh, going we're to back fully to back. No. <laughs> no, no, this was relevant. Yeah, This was relevant. Um, and it was pretty good. Different than the story um, a little bit, but um, it was pretty good. I'm going to watch more of it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, people seem to... Um... The, I, I feel like a, uh, a lot of people that read the book were a little caught off guard with the direction that the, that the show went in. It would be a very difficult book to turn into right. a show or movie as is. Like you have to alter it to make it. Yeah, I guess it that doesn't work sense. very well in yeah. show format. You know, It'd be confusing. And I don't know. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that one. That one was really, really good book. And then indifferent. You know, it's kind of a little little darker and I, don't know, I went through it pretty quick you got to be in a mood for it though for sure yeah i'm glad um, it was as short as it was me too me yeah. too i was like oh i'm glad i read that and i'm also glad i'm done <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so what i'm really really excited about in addition to six of crows because oh man that book but um is i picked up this book this was just like cover buy for me um i just stumbled into it on accident and was like okay um but it's called uh, prince of thorns oh my mark, mark lawrence, lawrence. yeah, yeah. Whew. it's a yeah, it's a ride yeah that is uh i stopped reading those books <laughs> really it's uh it's like some grim dark nasty up in there the main sure. character's name jorg jorg yeah yeah jorg i think j-o-r-g i'm only yeah. like 50 to 80 i'm probably like 85 pages in uh mark lawrence really gave me the impression that he was trying to create the absolute worst person in the world like i, I, I think kind of getting that <laughs> 
<laughs> he was just like, all right, all right, grim dark. Like, right. let's see what you want a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody was like, holy shit, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, hey, I, I read the first getting those one. Vibes. I'm wondering if there's going to be like a redemption arc. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I've heard that uh, people seem to really like that one. Um, there's another uh, trilogy that I really want to try. Maybe we'll read it on the podcast. But uh, I heard Book of the Ancestor was really good. The first book hmm. is called uh, Red Sister. Is it also was, by um, yeah, Mark Lawrence? Yeah, Mark Lawrence. And then Mark Lawrence has like four trilogies or something. Huh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, really you're like reading this book. Yeah, you're reading uh, Prince of Nothing. I think that's what it's called. Um, I think it's... I could be wrong. No, it's The Prince of Thorns. Oh, Prince of... Wait, well, what's the, the, the series called? Oh, book one of The Broken Empire. Oh, Broken Empire. What am, Prince yeah. of Nothing, what is that? Is that... It I should think, be called The Prince of Nothing because he is the Prince of... <laughs> I think Prince of Nothing is... Um, uh, R. Scott Baker. Oh, okay. I'm really enjoying it. Like I read the first like three pages, just like chilling in Barnes and Noble, just having a good, you know, having a Barnesy day. And uh, I was like, I'm getting ah, the book. I redeemed myself. R. Scott Baker. Okay, I'm cool Ooh. again. Okay, nailed it. <laughs> I had to look nailed it. it. <laughs> you were never not cool, Evan. You're allowed to make mistakes from time to time. You have so much, such a bad memory than I do. Like I can't remember a book I read like four weeks ago. You can yeah, remember can... like the author's name of a book that you read, like when you were eight. Oh, fun little delve into Evan's past if you want mm. to hear it. Yeah, please. Uh, so I was going through my notes in my phone as as one does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have them saved all the way back to like 2015 or something. And there's nice. some doozies in there. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah. should, we should have an episode where we read our... <laughs> it's been my... Uh, if I can interrupt you for real quick, I always yeah. have like the question that I like to ask new people or something if there's like ever an awkward pause in a conversation. Um, and... You know, it used to be what's your serial killer trait, but I've changed it to what's the most interesting or funny note in your phone. Yeah, that's and it's gotten a good great one. answers. Great answers. Um, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a, that might be a really good like Patreon episode actually. Ooh, anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, so I'm like I'm like perusing through some old notes in my phone, and I found a list from uh, 2016. I'm just gonna read some of these off for you, okay? Because because damn, I had an amazing year in 2016. <laughs> Oh my god! I keep track Book-wise? of every book that I read. Yeah, um, yeah. I just started doing that like two weeks ago. I've been doing it for six, I'm an six idiot. years now. Yeah. Oh. In 2016, I read all of the the Gentleman Bastards books for the first Whoa. time. I read Perdido Street Station by China Mieville and The Scar and Rail Sea by China Mieville. I reread Song of Ice and Fire. Wow. I read Tigana by Guy Gabriel K. I read. 112263 by Stephen King. I read Misery by Stephen King. Um, I, re- I reread uh, King Killer. I read Stormlight Archive. Cool, uh, for the first time. Was, whatever was of it. Uh, Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. Oof, nice. And I read. That was your first time reading it? Ugh. Yeah. And I read uh, Blood Song. And wow. I read The Ryria Revelations. Wow. You <laughs> had a I, year. And I read The Stand. All in 20. <laughs> that was like. Yeah, no wonder I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I read all of those books in one year. Dude, you crushed your 2016, yeah. my friend. We went way wow. off the rails there, but I just, I was, no, just, no, that I was good. Share it. No, that was good. Um, uh, what have you been up to? Um, okay, so like, yeah, I mean, I did all the England stuff, but I read, um, I read Warbreaker, and we're definitely going to have a, we're going to have like a really, Chad and I decided to have like a three hour episode on that one. So look up. I don't know if it's going to be three hours, but we're going to we're just going to knock the whole book out in one episode because I think it deserves uh, like a whole long conversation. Yeah, one um, real long one. Yeah, <clears throat> I made a video about Warbreaker, and it's like I think I mean I hope I didn't, but uh, some people were definitely like, "Dude, this is like my favorite Cosmere book," and it's like <laughs> I wasn't like I had a minute, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't right, like, right. I had one minute. Hard to go and deep. I, I tried like covering uh, how I felt about it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a little jarring sometimes. Um, it's crazy like to me that that would be their favorite Cosmere book. I don't know. It's like, uh, I mean, I, I get it. Like, it, some people like the more kind of like slow burn, kind of like political intrigue stuff, and it's just not sure. my bag, really. But like, um, I, I, I suppose it is like a little jarring sometimes if like there's like a reviewer that you really like, and then they come out and they're just like, I didn't really like this one. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah. man, I really love that one. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm gonna like honesty above everything. Obviously, I'm not gonna totally. lie to everybody. But uh, yeah, I read Warbreaker, um, and I liked it a decent amount. Um, and then we, uh, I read, um, 
I finished Legendborn by Tracy Dion. Oh, nice. That was really working cool. on that for a little minute. Yeah, I had I, I put it down for a second because I just I was reading like five books and I just had to Too sacrifice many. one. But um, I'm really glad I read it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, it was just like, yeah, like King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table, can't, like all that stuff, but set in like North Carolina and like present time, um, and like through the eyes of like a black girl, like just in that situation you know what i mean like it would obviously be like all it was all like white rich people from like north carolina in like this kind mm. of collegiate like academic setting so she was kind of, it was kind of like a cool like fish out of water story and just kind of like seeing that through like uh like a person of color's perspective was like really awesome and it was just like a really really well put together book except it was just a little bit difficult to kind of like keep track of every of everyone's like rankings and stuff like uh, oh. I feel like Tracy Dion like bit off like a lot with that book, um, but there is a second one coming out in a few months, and I I'm kind of curious to see like um, if all of that gets a little more like fleshed out and rounded out and maybe a little bit more um, like palatable I guess would be mm-hmm. the word for it. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then I um I read this book called uh, Wranglestone by Darren Charlton, and this book was awesome. Really, really loved it. I read it in like a day. I read it like Wranglestone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll read the back of it. Yeah, please. The islands of Lake Wranglestone are a safe haven in a world filled with the restless dead. But as the lake freezes over, there's nothing to stop them from crossing the ice. So it's like it's like this collection of islands, and I think it's like a made-up lake in Montana. Um, and it's it's like this kind of community of people living on these islands in a lake. Um, and every winter, the the lake freezes over, and it allows the zombies that are kind of like always on the shore to kind of like, oh. yeah. And it's just it's a really really good. So idea. like the whole world post apocalyptic, we've whole totally. world has been destroyed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. The world has moved on. Um, but like it, and it's like at the heart of it is just like this really well written queer love story. It was awesome. It was such a great like uh, surprise book. Like I, um, my friend Johnny on uh, TikTok recommended it. And um, I saw it in the um, that gaze the word bookstore in London, and I grabbed hmm. it like immediately, um, and then I knocked it out in like one day. It was just like like really beautiful writing. Uh, like the plot was a little bit um, is a little hard to latch on to like exactly what was going on. Sometimes I think hmm. it was a debut book, um, but just like the kind way of meandering th- a little or just uh, not. It felt like it was just like it felt like it was like skipping over stuff sometimes. Okay, if that makes sense. But not yeah, yeah, not in a way that I didn't want to read it. Obviously, but um, you know how when you're reading like action and sometimes it's like, wait, what? It's like, hard to keep the... up with, and lots of times authors will try to tell you the outcome and then go back without telling you that they're going back. It's like they're it's like you're watching like a show, and it works out really well in a movie because you can see it all happening. But it's really hard sometimes in a book to like end and then without telling anyone you're going back go back to the beginning and then kind of, I don't know, it's hard to jump around um, with your chronology. Yeah. I mean, um, that, that was by no means detrimental to my read at all. I mean, it was just like, like the, you know, that feeling when, you don't know, you're like, you're like young and you meet somebody and you like, you really can't, yeah, oh, yeah. you can't like believe that they really like you, but as yeah, much yeah. as you like them, you know? And it's just like, he captured that feeling of, of like, realizing someone likes you as much as you are into them you know and it's just ah it was just so like Ooh. it was so awesome and like i know what that feeling was like there's some like, good really relate to it and um yeah just like a really well told story i like that and then i started um i started senlin ascends which is our next we're reading the books mm. of babel by josiah bancroft and uh, if you're listening and you didn't know that uh we chad and i are starting the books of babel um, get it yeah it, it's, it's i've already read the first one i read it like years ago um but yeah it's awesome uh, is it awesome I cool i haven't yeah. started it yet it's really cool i think you're gonna like it a lot um it's like a very like the main character uh senlin is like very like studious and kind of hmm. like like just kind of like very out of place in this just really overwhelming environment and i always love stories like that because it makes me, me feel like i'm there with him or them uh, I should say, but like uh, right. their loneliness also, gives you a um, a connection because you're yeah. like lonely with them, yeah. And I also started um, uh, Seed by Anya Alborn. Uh, Anya Alborn is a uh, like I think a Polish-born, but I think lives in the United States. Uh, Polish-born um, horror author. She wrote a book called Brother, which is really popular. 
Um, but I decided to go with Seed because I think it's the first book that she published. And it's about like this. I'm not very far into it, but it's about like this guy and his family. And there's been like this like presence kind of like chasing after this guy for like his whole life. And I think he kind of ditched it for a while, but now it's back. And it's like, I, f- I feel like it's kind of like this. It's almost like a creature feature, like poltergeisty kind of book. Um, hmm. But what really drew me to it is that this guy uh, is playing in like a kind of like obscure, like failing band. Uh, okay. so it's like about like the dynamic of that. And like, it's it's just, it's it's awesome. Like, it's really, really good. Hmm. And her, it's called Seed? S-E-E-D? Yeah. yeah. It's like 230 pages. It's like, I'm already, I'm going to finish it like tomorrow, probably. Isn't that um, wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> um, but she, she writes kind of like, um, it, it's very like Stephen King in in the sense that, um, you know how like Stephen King, uh, you haven't read as much as I have, but like uh, Stephen King does this really interesting thing where he like, he kind of like really zooms in on stuff and gets like super specific with yes. how he's describing things or not even just like things externally, but like emotions. And that's like one of the things that I love so much about him. Um, is that he has a really interesting way of just kind of his his hyper specificity makes things like really really clear and relatable sometimes mm-hmm. and she does that too um it's almost like it's like it's like she kind of like slows everything down and it builds up the anticipation and it's like you're kind of so it, but if you write like it for the whole book you're kind of always anticipating something so it kind of keeps you on edge the whole time it's really really great yeah if you haven't read any Anya Alborn anybody listening um I've only halfway through one of her books that's a radical a cover yeah it's super cool that's i think that's so what, cool it's like the yeah. tree on there and like yeah. the like little demon thing demon thing yeah. <laughs> it's like so, so cool. cool yeah that's what i've got going on i mean um i mean i watched a few episodes of the witcher season two it's way better nice. than season one like, that's very good i heard really so good. many bad things about it and i was like shocked because when i watched it i was like this is so good yeah i like it a lot it's <clears> yeah it's, um, and that's so I'm watching that. Uh, I knocked. Out, I'm finally done. I'm into season three of Attack on Titan. Nice. Um, I'll talk about that more when I've watched more of it. God, that show's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but I love it. It's like brought me to tears a couple of times because it's just really it's, wow, dude. It's just so emotional. Like it's yeah. just the music, brothers like, and sisters oh being like eaten God. in front of them. It's so <laughs> so intense. Um, I was watching it and I was like, is this why I can't watch TV anymore? Because like. I need this to get like my emotion fix. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like so jaded. <laughs> like I've read so many like just totally screwed up books that like TV is just like hot people walking around. Like I need it. Right, right. I need it to be that's, that's like hot people walking. That's kind of what live action television feels like to me now. Yeah. It's just like, what costumes are we going to put these hot people in? You know, that's why anime is like so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like anime like, because they don't sacrifice story for time you know they're not like trying to limit things they don't care they'll have like these long filler episodes that like to an outsider might be really boring but like the best part of harry potter series was like when they're in the classroom like fucking around you know like not an important element of the story just that character building like goodness and anime in my opinion doesn't sacrifice that it still goes out of its way to add that stuff in there and i love that yeah i mean like people like a a good example people throw out all the time for like what you're talking about is like in dragon ball z when uh, goku and piccolo are getting their driver's licenses (laughs) and it's like so stupid but it's also like dumb it's part of the show right it's it's part of like you get to see characters that you really love right i want to see them live their life you know not just the peaks i started assassin's creed origins because it was on game pass uh it's all right (laughs) which one is that I don't know. It's the, it's like the oh, it's the one it set Egypt. In, yeah, it's the one set in ancient Egypt. Yeah, okay. Uh, or Egypt, I should say. Yeah, I, I never was. played that one. But what is, what is there to climb? Like pyramids, obviously. But oh, there's tons of stuff. Yeah, okay. it's not in the desert. There's like mountains and stuff. Okay. Um, but like, okay, so I've never finished an Assassin's Creed game, and I don't Who think has? I'm ever going to. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> like something so alluring about it, and then like you get like a third of the way into an Assassin's oh, Creed yeah. game and you're just like, oh, I'm just kind of doing the same stuff over right. and over I mean, again. they've come a long way. At least it's a third now. At the beginning, it was like two hours, right? You're like, okay, right. I've jumped enough. Uh, but that's all for me. Uh, let's uh, let's hear your fictional fun fact. What you got for okay. me? Okay. What do I have for you here? Let me pull it up. Okay. R.L. Stein, author of Goosebumps, never included things like divorce, drug use, and abuse because he didn't really want to terrify kids, quote. He wanted his stories to be strictly fantasy and kids to know that it couldn't really happen. 
which i just wanted to like i picked that one because i thought it was really cool because i think there's such like a movement these days to be like we have to expose them to everything to the real world and it's like okay yes 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 we don't want like idiot kids that are just you know stuck in a little corner and aren't exposed to anything but at the same time like let's not like rip out all the wonder you know let's not make the world so dark so quickly like it'll get dark enough fast enough on its own trust me you know to have to jam it down their throats all the time so i thought that was like a really i don't know kind of encouraging uplifting outlook that rl stein had on his books yeah that makes a lot of sense and like looking back on it too it's like um with a lot of those goosebumps books i mean i can't speak to like every single one but a lot of them um seem to kind of resolve in a fairly positive way yeah where it's like it's not it's you know sometimes it's like the scooby-doo ending where it's like it was the dad the whole time in like a scarecrow (laughs) outfit or whatever but like i mean sometimes it's like really that kind of stuff happening but it's like it's like something was overcome or there was some kind of like missing link um that the kids needed to find and they like you you know what i mean or it was like it wasn't as bad as they actually thought it Mm -hmm. was or like and i think that's what drew me to it and probably drew a lot of other kids to it too it's just like um there is a lot of resolution in those books and that's cool totally. that he didn't include yeah you're right like i mean come on <laughs> like seven-year-olds reading yeah this stuff. Like, like we don't need to be i mean am i like a, you know I, there's a fine line to walk you know i'm totally down with the people who are like we need to expose them to things or not like okay yes but like also like let's not rip away their childhoods just like right away you know let's let it happen. like i said the world will be cruel and dark in due time we don't need to show them it I still think we should do a Goosebumps book on here. I think so too. That'd be like fun. Do the whole recap and everything. Ah, oh, that'd be so great. Let's take it super seriously. <laughs> that'd be fun. We should it do would. that for just like maybe the week of Halloween. Because we could crush yeah, out totally. that in like what two hours? <laughs> read a Goosebumps book. Like you and me could probably read it and record it. That, yeah, we could do like day. a pre yeah. pre read. Like we could read it together. You know, <laughs> it'd take like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> The last one I read was um, uh, the Horrorland one, like the amusement park one. Hmm. That was pretty good. I didn't read very many of them because my mom wasn't really into them. <laughs> she wasn't into a lot of things. Um, yeah, I think that's... I, 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 I'm super exhausted. I need to go to sleep. Like, it's also like I, two in the morning, so... Yeah. Oh, wow, it is. Yeah. Cool. This is the dedication that we have to you, you bookbender beautiful tome titans beautiful tome titans <laughs> i love that <laughs> cool yeah i'm gonna go i need to i need to go i'm gonna read well and go to sleep. thank you for returning to me i love you um and i, I know that you. the whole book community feels the exact same so um welcome home cheers chad everybody thank you so much for listening uh hope you have an awesome rest of your monday and happy reading bye everybody <laughs>